After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday, and not any ordinary Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, and we are uh, in Ben-Gurion Airport. Never thought that we'd actually do a radio show from Ben-Gurion Airport, but in fact, that's where we are just a little while ago, not very long ago, maybe a half hour ago, the plane uh, touched down. Nefesh Benefesh flight, charter flight number 50 in the history of the organization. Touchdown in Ben Gurion Airport, and um, a lot of the uh, hoopla and celebration and amazing and incredible spirit that we expected did in fact happen both uh, before, during, and after the flight. And uh, the scene at the airport on the tarmac was simply remarkable, one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen. And then, completely uh, as if out of nowhere, uh, an unbelievable, spontaneous celebration. From hundreds and hundreds of people, I would as gathered to greet everybody who is coming off the plane, and especially greet their friends and relatives who are making Aliyah and making the move to Israel. We are sitting here in Ben Gurion Airport, awaiting the official ceremony, the welcoming ceremony that's going to be taking place. And from what I'm told, there'll be plenty of music and uh, lots of uh, uh, incredible spirit and celebration, as you would imagine. Uh, welcomes from uh, different dignitaries here in Israel. And um, to an extent, I'm speechless. To an extent, I am just uh, completely stunned by this entire experience. It is um, one of mixed emotions for me because uh, I see all the uh, people, young and old, who are moving to Israel and who enjoyed the most amazing final plane ride of their lives as non-Israeli citizens. And as the flight uh, continued, as it went on, they became Israeli citizens as the official... Uh, as the official um, uh, procedures were taking place and everything was being processed the way it was supposed to. And uh, now they are Israelis. And uh, we, of course, um, as wonderful as it is to be here, uh, thought long and hard and continue to think long and hard through this morning (laughs) about our own future. But this is, of course, about the future of the Jewish people, and it is bright. If you look at what happened just a few minutes ago, you'd agree, a very bright future. People from... uh, from everywhere. We met so many folks from so many different cities in the United States and so many different areas who decided to uh, dedicate their lives in the, um, in the future of the state of Israel and the Jewish people in the land of Israel. And on top of that, one of the most uh, amazing and incredible parts of this whole trip is the 125 soldiers that are now in Israel that will be joining in the next couple of months. And uh, men and women and uh, everyone you ask why they want to do it, why they feel it's important they do it, and they feel there's no other choice. 
just incredible. We are here in Israel at Ben Gurion Airport, and we are uh, broadcasting a Tuesday JM in the AM as the ceremony, the welcoming ceremony is going on here with Nefesh Benefesh. I suggest you pay careful attention to our Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, uh, Twitter feed at Nachum Siegel Net. Uh, there's a lot going on, lots of pictures, lots of things, things to see during the day as you uh, peruse those uh, social media sites. A big thank you to PC Guy, Paul Serkin, who has been our man on the ground in Israel for quite a while. And in this case, you can only imagine what had to be done to make sure the old terminal be ready for us here in Ben Gurion Airport. So we thank PC Guy. And ZK is to my right. Miriam L. Wallach is to my left. We'll get their impressions later on as well as we open up this uh, incredible first hour of three on a Tuesday morning at JM in the AM, completely enveloped in the spirit and uh, celebration of this most recent Nefesh Benefesh charter flight. More coming up at JM in the AM. Another siren wails, just an ordinary day. Was it anyone I know? How can life go on this way? Azak benit we sing the words out loud To strengthen one another Together Standing proud Chazak, Chazak We stand as one Chazak, Chazak We must be strong Chazak, Chazak We will go on
Bonim is right. Sea lands Bamanoa Solomon with that Kalbach, Kalbach classic here at JM in the AM. We are in Ben Gurion Airport. Boy, do we have a lot of greetings and a lot of shout outs. Uh, the Abelo family just stopped by. I just saw the, uh, I just saw the sister of all who told me that Aliza told her we'd be here. <laughs> um, saw the Davidowitz family. I saw a young lady who said that her grandmother, Hannah Fine, listens in Staten Island every single day. So your granddaughter is here and quite happy along with all the other Olim. Uh, we're here in the corner of the uh, old terminal at uh, Ben Gurion Airport, and we are presenting JM and AM on this Tuesday morning after this remarkable flight on Nefesh Benefesh, uh, nbn.org.il. Everybody out there can uh, have the same feeling that these Olim had. Uh, nbn.org.il or 8664-ALIYAH, 866-4-A-N-A-L-I-Y-A-H. I want to try, ZK, if you don't mind, I want to try to do this selection off of this iPhone um, in honor of all those who made Aliyah in order to go to the army. This is called the Zemer Haplugot, Song of the Night Squads, and it is one of the famous marches of the Israel Defense Forces. Let's see if we could do this right now at JM in the AM.
dedicated to all the soldiers that are uh, now uh, heading to the Israeli army from Nefesh Benefesh. 125 on our flight. That's Zemer Haplugot here at JM in the AM. Avi Abelo is here. He came by to say hello. We just saw the uh, a member of the Shinensky family from uh, of the Shinensky family. I should say, Sandy. We just saw your daughter, and I hope you're listening and uh, you're tuned in this morning. At JM and the AM. It's a Tuesday. Reminder, we'll be at the Yeshiva Shalvim tomorrow on our trip to Israel. We will be in the, um, uh, in the, uh, Orme Obracha of Yerushalayim on Thursday. Today we are in the airport, believe it or not, after this incredible journey. I'd love to get Miriam L. Wallach's uh, perspective on all of this. Uh, she has a way with words. And, and due to the fact that I'm mostly speechless right now after this experience, maybe she'll help me out. Good morning and, uh, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you. Good morning. So, after a nine and a half hour flight, and after hearing the celebration on the plane, <laughs> off the plane, and then near the old terminal, what are your thoughts? Um, I am a little bit speechless. Actually, I'm a whole bunch of speechless. I would imagine that that is probably a term that most people do not associate with me, but when we turned the corner on the bus, and all of a sudden got to Terminal 1, and there were... As we were told, 1,600 people waiting outside, and all of a sudden we were, again, here we go, no words, yeah. just hit by the throngs of people who were there to celebrate. And unfortunately for you and me, we were not the guests of honor in this case. Maybe, please God, we, one day we will be, but... No, I told you, we're not used to this. Used to, we're used to being the center of attention. Today, yeah. the, today there's over 300 people who are more the center we are, of attention than we are. We are a footnote, <laughs> and I'm happy to be... I'm so happy to be a part of this. I, we are completely overwhelmed, and it is everything we were told it would be, and absolutely more. The the overwhelming nature of this entire experience, as ZK said, as we were walking through the throngs of people, and I was videoing it on my iPad as much as I could, and seeing Yishai Fleischer blowing chauffeur. And, yeah, Yishai was here blowing the chauffeur for everybody. And all these chayalim and... And just chayalot and, and everybody's waving flags and whatever and smiling and waving signs. You know, that's my sister, etc. Like, Amir Tzashem by me. Sorry, Stephen. Amir Tzashem by me. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. It the, really is. The, um, the, I'll tell you, I, mean, I mentioned earlier about the future of the Jewish people, Nefesh Benefesh's role in it, especially for those of us who believe, rightfully so, the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel. Uh, one of the things that uh, I gained from this experience is that uh, we have an amazing generation. There are a lot of things that are associated with my generation and the older generation in terms of our role in history. Sometimes I think the younger generation gets a, uh, a bad rap in terms of um, uh, what role they're playing in Jewish history, but today we saw hundreds that are playing a very significant role. And we saw a lot of babies and little kids right. that are also going to play a significant role, but they may not know it yet. Uh, but I, had, I, had the, sorry, I had the opportunity to walk downstairs while you guys were davening upstairs and come downstairs and see the celebration going on in the main cabin with the champagne yeah. and the, all the, the chayalim, and as you keep on calling them, the Jewish heroes, who are 125 strong, who are here to enlist, who are going to different kibbutzim to do opan, and then are starting in the Army in October, I think they said October, November, yeah. right? And watching them and listening to them scream. And as we came through the clouds and we got down and all of a sudden Israel was out those windows, I mean, you could hear the uproar downstairs and when we landed, etc. I mean, it was just as festive and incredible as possible. And I will say for a packed El Al flight, everyone was in a great mood from the time we took off, from oh, the time yeah. we landed. There was nothing that the El Al flight attendants couldn't do for people. 
And, you know, speaking to one person, he said, yeah, you know, one of the flight attendants, he said, yeah, you know, it is a hectic flight, but the truth of the matter is, is that you look beyond that because they are bringing 330 new Olim to Eretz Yisrael, and it's, it's a, an opportunity they don't take lightly. Nefesh Benefesh at nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-NUMBER-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. The ceremony, the official uh, welcoming speech is going on to our left. We are here uh, participating in this uh, incredible celebration and just taking it all in. And as Rabbi Fass explained to us on the plane, Terminal 1 is completely decked out in NBN, and that is an understatement of the century between the banners and the flags and, and the food and the warmth, etc. I mean, the Banca Polian balloons and the representatives. There's no one he- There is no one who is in here either knowing somebody who made Aliyah today or just here because they want to be part of the celebration, be part of the Chavaya. It's just... It is so celebratory, it is so uh, electric that we're excited to be here. And one of the things I learned as well is that, is that there are a lot of people um, uh, across the United States of America who are doing quite a job um, raising their children. Um, the uh, One might think that Aliyah is reserved for people of a certain background or a certain... Right. Uh, um, uh, affiliation or whatever the case may be. We've mm-hmm. met so many different people from so many different uh, types of Jewish backgrounds, all of whom are committed to the future of Israel. This is JM in the AM. We are in Ben Gurion Airport on a Tuesday morning. We have arrived with Nefesh Benefesh, and the majority of the people that are with us on the flight are staying right here in the Holy Land of Israel. my lips to sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning, another night in Israel. Desert flowers blooming in the spring, the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight Let me fall in love in Israel Wherever you go Shares from our souls A time to mend A time to gather stones A time for peace In Israel Let me hear the voice of bride and groom Of laughter in the sea 
answer the prayers of our children so they need not fear in Israel. in Israel, that's where we are, in Israel, at the Tekes, at the ceremony of uh, the Olim being welcomed, all the brand new uh, immigrants to Israel be wel- being welcomed from North America by Nefesh B'Nefesh, nbn.org.il, and 866-4-Aliyah. And the Yaffa is here. Yaffa, grab this microphone and say hello to everybody in the JMNAM audience. Hi, everybody. This is really exciting. Which Yaffa is this? This is Yaffa Swinkin, originally from Staten Island, right. Bergenfield, New Jersey, and now in Ramat Shemesh for six years. Wow. I want to wish a big mazel tov to my brother and sister-in-law and three kids, Nathan and Devorah Edelman from Teaneck, with Rachel, Shalom, and Amuna. I also want to wish a big mazel tov to my parents who live in Bergenfield, Linda and Ellie Edelman, and Devorah's parents, Rabbi Kenny and Helene Stein. I think this is just unbelievable, unbelievable to be here. I'm so... Can I assume you moved here also with Nevis Benevish? Yeah, six, so six, does, six does years. So does this bring ago. back a lot of memories from six years ago? It was all a blur, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it's wonderful memories. It's just, uh, I can't even talk. It's just, I, I give everyone so much credit, and um, I wish them tons of Hatzlacha. Because it's, it's the best place to be. It's the only place to be. Sounds like your Aliyah has gone very well, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Yafa, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All the best. And uh, this is somebody who claims to have grown up with JM and the AM. So maybe some of our influence led to her aliyah, I hope. <laughs> Let us hope. Rabbi Ryan is here, the legendary Rabbi Danny Ryan, who so many of in, uh, people in our audience know. Uh, somebody who is one of the uh, stalwarts of Jewish education, both in the United States of America and now 
in the state of Israel. Rabbi Ryan, would you like to say hello to everybody in our audience? Why not grab a microphone for a moment, say hello to everybody, have a message. From, first of all, it's wonderful to see you. It was get, Getting off the plane and hugging you is a great feeling, and it brought back for me so many incredible memories of our association. Getting off the plane and seeing you. You getting, thought I was moving here, I huh? said, right. I said, unbelievable, JM in the AM. <laughs> in Israel, that'll be wonderful. I just wanted to wish Matzel to everybody here. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. I wanted to introduce, but not on, on the air, my daughter, who made Aliyah with us many years ago, Baruch Shem. How many years ago continues. was that that you moved to Israel? I think it's, we're beginning 2023. 20, wow. Baruch Hashem, and I feel like you, and I, and I feel like it was yesterday. Does it feel that way? Yeah. What do you think of this celebration? Because you didn't have it 23 years ago. No, I think this people came to tell us, you know, maybe you shouldn't be coming. You know. <laughs> that was but, the word back yeah. then, huh? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's unbelievable. It's Muragesh. It, it's inspirational. I was standing next to somebody who told me a year ago we were here, got off the plane, and now we're recognizing and welcoming Now they're the else. veterans greeting so, everyone else, huh? So my bracha to everybody here is you should all participate in this as participants, including Nachum Siegel. Amen. And we're looking forward to seeing you here. Also, with great words of inspiration on this occasion, he's in Israel for 23 years. This was the 50th chartered Aliyah flight. We spoke about this a lot yesterday in Kennedy Airport. Uh, we, we're, we're starting a tradition that we're here at least every 50 charter flights. So, PC guy, get ready. There'll be another few years. But the way Nefesh is going, it may accelerate these flights. It may not be another 10 years. Who knows? And uh, we traveled with people from one and a half months old all the way to 75 years old. And here we are today as many dignitaries are addressing the gathered crowd. And the soldiers are getting so much attention, rightfully so. Uh, group pictures being taken, representatives of the IDF uh, leadership coming to uh, greet them and bless them for making a commitment to head to the Israeli army. And it's funny, on the bus here from the plane, I was listening to a different Olim, young Olim, uh, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, Asking each other, what's your plan? What's your plan? And this one's going to Yeshiva Dakotel, and then you know, we'll be there for a couple of months, and then joins the army. And this one is heading uh, to a special uh, program, and then joining the army. And this one is just waiting, and is going to be in Olpan, and then join the army in November. And everyone's discussing the different plans and routes that they're taking, all ending up in one place, and that's, of course, the IDF. Yes, Miriam Wallach. No, I was just going to comment that there were a number of parents of small, small children. You and I had commented while we were going through security at JFK, remembering what it's like to <laughs> fold the strollers, <laughs> juggle the babies, <laughs> and get through, and, and, and just commenting to each other how lucky these kids are that their parents have made this decision early in their life, and they are making... They have made Aliyah today. They are Olim Chadashim. They are wearing their stickers on their onesies, which is absolutely ridiculously <laughs> cute and amazing. And the opportunity, and I said to, and, and when we got on the bus, and the, the first bus off of the plane to make it to Terminal 1, and there was a young couple who looked at each other. They're, they're just married. And they looked at each other. They have no kids. They looked at each other and just embraced, like like they won the Super Bowl. That's right. Like. like they won the Super Bowl. Like it was a dream come true. Like they had promised each other that they were going to do this, and that this was this was a promise they made to each other when they got engaged, when they were dating, etc. And the fulfillment of that dream. I mean, you look at our nefesh benefesh hats, and it says Aliyah lived the dream. No yeah. joke. No joke. And they. Neither one of them wanted to hold the camera because they both wanted their hands to be free. It was sweet and endearing, and you and I looked at each other and said, you know, 
there's there's very little to be said. It was just it was a phenomenal moment. Yeah, a lot of great moments here. That's for sure. We're yeah. in Terminal One. We're here on a Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. The second leg and the more even more celebratory leg of the Nefesh Benefesh journey right here at JM in the AM.
Of course, uh, that is a selection that is so appropriate for this morning here at JM in the AM. 11 minutes before 7 o'clock, and we are uh, in Tel Aviv at Ben Gurion Airport, and we are witnessing a tekes, a ceremony welcoming all the Olim with Nefesh Benefesh. It's really a remarkable scene and incredible and uh, and wonderful. A one, <laughs> take a cap if, uh, if she's a big fan. <laughs> we have our JM in the AM caps here for people who really are big fans. And here we are at JM, the legendary Rami Kleinstein. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom, shalom. It is a pleasure to welcome you to uh, JM in the AM. Tadaraba. Why is it that you uh, make it your business to be at all these ceremonies with Nefesh Benefesh? Well, I think it's inevitable, uh, me being born in uh, Queens. <laughs> New York, uh, 50 years ago, and um, I made uh, myself. I made Aliyah when I was uh, around seven, right. eight, and um, I actually remember this, uh, you know, this 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 change, and you know, coming to Israel um, with all this uh, the the feeling of, of of change and change of culture and of uh, Zionism. True, uh, true feeling that you know many Israelis being born here, it, it, it you know it, it's like part of their DNA. But people who make Aliyah, there's something uh, that you can't take out of them that that feeling of um, shlichut or, or you know, you know they, sense of purpose. Yeah, right? and, and it's a cer- certain thing that that is really special about about Olim, people who make Aliyah. So that's you know for me, I, I feel that that's that's. Part you know part of the reason I, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and come to <laughs> the old to, terminal to, huh? to the old terminal terminal yeah uh, Rami Kleinstein the legendary uh, singer composer uh, the, uh, all around Israeli musical legend here with us at JM and the AM um, what about the uh, you mentioned you being Israeli yet making Aliyah you know you're having the uh, and yet there's so many people who have had much less of a connection to Israel and they go ahead and do it what do you think of those who you know, did not spend time in Israel or did not have the background of, you know, parents or grandparents from here who go ahead and make this decision? I, I, th- I think it's amazing. Really, I'm, I'm thinking 2013. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking United States. I'm right. thinking New York, Lap Canada. Lap of luxury, right? And, and, and making this kind of decision for me, I, I, it, it's such a leap. It's such a... It's it's amazing, you know. Uh, I would even I would even say crazy. <laughs> I would even say crazy, and and it's 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 very exciting for me to, to know that we're in 2013, and and people make these these life uh, these life changing uh, decisions in sometimes in the middle of their lives. Uh, sometimes you know we have all these uh, kids coming into the army, which is unbelievable, and it is it's it is. 
Um, the uh, the attitude that everybody here in Israel has toward New Olin, does it reflect in Israeli music? Because over the decades, in the early part of the state, there were amazing songs that you could sing about Aliyah and coming to Aretz. Do they still exist today? Do people still compose songs having to do with the love of Israel and coming to Aretz? I, you know, I, th- I think that's one of the one of the problems that we have in Israel is the is actually the search for our identity as Israelis. I think that is part of uh, part of our our search. Part of, part of Israel being still very very young. It, you know, um, when, when I see, uh, you know, I, I fly around the world a lot and perform. And when I see, it, I, I saw two Americans coming back. I saw them coming into the United States. They weren't Jewish, right. or they might have been. Mm-hmm. But, but you have, you have that feeling of, of that, you know, that they really feel uh, happy to return. And there was something non-cynical about it. So, you know, we're in Israel. There's the Sabris uh, thing that, you know, we, we talk about. Israelis, they have a lot of cynicism. All right. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Exactly. And, and, but but there, is, there is something that, that needs to be, needs to happen. Uh, and, and maybe it's because we're young. And, you know, when you're a young child, you, you know, you're rebelous. And you have all these rebel things. But, but Israel still needs to have this kind of sense of... Of Israelis have to have the sense of, of of being being proud of being being an Israeli, and uh, I think it's 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 a matter of time because you always everybody knows that you know when we're being when we're being attacked by by uh, by enemies we all you know get, the unity we always shows up, unite huh? and right. get together. But I'm talking about the day you know the you know every day the everyday life. That's where we're uh, separate, and we have to have this common denominator, which is still missing. That's the bigger challenge. What did you decide to sing today? And do you sing the same every time you're here? Well, one song is, you know, is uh, is your never-ending wonders. That's the loose translation right. of Odlotam Kolplai, which is, is an Israeli uh, a song that I wrote in the 90s, or no, actually in the 80s, for, for an IDF uh, group, Lakat Pikut Safon. So that's appropriate. Well, that's appropriate. And the next song is, is a song that Eud Mano, uh, may rest in peace, uh, wrote this song called Inyan Shilzman, which actually the words is um, that there's always time for change. And, you know, time, time, let, you know, let time, uh, don't be pressured by it because you could always change yourself from one, uh, from, from one state to the other. And that's what it says. So. Oh, fantastic. Are you having a busy summer as usual? Is, everything is busy. <laughs> it's always busy. Everything huh? is busy and hectic. <laughs> well, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank Call you. Like a vote to thank you. you. Thank Thanks you for welcoming thank us. Rami Kleidstein, the amazing legend of Israeli music with us here at JM in the AM. Wrapping up hour number one, we got plenty more to do live from Ben Gurion Airport as we welcome over 330 Olim and 125 soldiers of the IDF with our friends at Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and 8664-ALIYAH, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H.
That's uh, Sandy Shmueli, and this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WNYX Montgomery, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. 
around the world on the web, jmnam.org. The Nefesh Benefesh Ceremony in Ben Gurion Airport on a Tuesday tomorrow, live from Yeshivat Shalvim, and then our web programming, which will air Thursday afternoon from Shalvim for Women, and then uh, Thursday we are at uh, Ormeo Bracha in Yerushalayim before we head back to the United States. Here with ZK, I thank him. Stan in the studio, I thank him. PC guy on the spot. Those of you who are looking for someone to fix a computer from thousands of miles away, PC guy somehow, I don't know how he does this, it's magic, I believe. Officially, it may be a uh, magical trick. Let's see if this piece of paper explains how he does it. The PC Guy, Jerusalem's leading technical support contact for all your PC and Internet needs. If you need a new PC, a tune-up for your existing PC, if you have problems with your Internet connection, if you need a brand-new printer, if you need help with your iPad, iPhone, or Android, oh, boy, the guy's expanded, not just PCs. PC Guy is the guy to see. If you're visiting Jerusalem and need help, or if your family member's in school here, he can take care of you as well. What I love to emphasize is how he can fix a computer from 6,000 miles away, and I'm... And proof of that. He has special pricing on internet and telephone service, cloud-based automatic secure online backup service, special pricing on Dafka Judaica software products. The PC guy is our man on the ground in Israel. He has been such a tremendous help again with this trip. Log on thepcguy.co.il. Thepcguy.co.il is your cell phone number on that site? Will people, uh, I don't know, you know, why well, read it if it's right there on the site? Thepcguy.co. And I thank Paul for all of his help. Thanks to our friends at Talk and Save. We'll keep us connected back to the United States. Thank you. Talkletterandsave.net. Talkletterandsave.net. They continue to keep us connected here in Israel back to the United States. And I want to thank our friends at Menashe Sofer's Airport Service, who, again, uh, during this trip, are going to prove to be very valuable and helpful to us. And we thank them in advance. I believe it's M. Sofer.co.il, if I'm not mistaken. Otherwise, you can just search Menashe Sofer in your search engine, and uh, you will find it right there. More coming up at JM in the AM. Ani ha 
Sharabi here at JM in the AM, and Hineni Khan is right. Seven minutes after the hour, and we are in Ben Gurion Airport. The first step for all the brand new Olim is to be here in the old terminal, uh, finish the processing, head to whatever city they're going to, and there's so many cities on the map from uh, way up north all the way down to a lot that they're heading to after this Nevish Benefish charter flight, the 50th charter flight. And who was here to greet us? When we got off the 50th charter flight, our good friend Yishai Fleischer, somebody who continues to encourage people to keep a plan for Aliyah at the forefront. Yishai Fleischer, thank you for welcoming us. Baruch Haba to JM and the AM. Thank you for uh, getting off that flight. You look great. <laughs> and you, yeah, you think there's potential here? I, you know, I always tell you the... the um, the message that you put out, the very fact that you're making this radio show, really has an impact on the listeners. And and we we there, there's a phrase that we say in the Psalms that we say, uh, you know, 
When, when God brings us back to the land of Israel, we were like dreamers. So most people understand that on the simple level, which is like, wow, it's like a dream come true. But the other side of it is that it's like a dream that you don't believe. You don't actually believe it's real. You don't actually understand the realness of it all. And I think that a lot of the audience that, that you broadcast to, we have this fear that it's not real. Like we can't make it. We can't overcome it. We have all, It's like a little bit of a nightmare. Can I, can I overcome all the challenges? Can I make it through Israeli bureaucracy? And the very fact that you're on this plane, we're on this plane, Nefesh Benefesh is here, and it's real. The whole thing is real. It's not a dream. We've got to snap out of it. We've got to realize that it's not a dream at all. It's, it's as real as it gets. And, and you know what, Nachum, the, the first six months in Israel are the hardest because you've got to attach the laundry machine to the pipe. You've got to make sure you get your internet going. You've got to get your job. You've got to get your kids into school and all these things. And, and it's the technical part. And only then, once you sow, sow the seeds of reality, then the spirituality comes into this vessel. And, and it becomes so much realer and realer for us. So, so it just keeps getting better as time goes by, huh? It's like being married. Okay. Just keeps getting better yeah, and better. Yeah, that's right. That's Yishai right. Fleischer is here. Did we have a winner in the Yishai Fleischer Nefesh Benefesh contest? Did that yes. Ever? We had yes. a winner from where were they? What area of the world? Rachel Weissenberg from uh, from uh, Weissenberg Weissenfeld. I gotta remember what she, city? She's from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she always wanted to make Aliyah. So she's she's a young student. She's coming to visit uh, her uh, sister, who's in seminary this year. She's going to come in January, and she got the tickets, and she's. Uh, She's rocking. She's so really excited. So that worked out beautifully. Absolutely. Absolutely. It worked out really nicely. A lot and of people in our audience. You know, you know who picked it? Rabbi Dove Lipman picked the number here Very at the last nice. Nefesh Benefesh Landing. So last it's really month. Fun. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. A lot of disappointed listeners. I know a lot of our listeners joined the contest, but I'm sure they're glad. They'll get another chance. That a young we'll lady from Pittsburgh won the contest. Well, uh, what's happening in Israel in August? Aside from this big story of the massive Aliyah, the 50th chartered flight, are things uh, relatively calm during the summer? Or, well, uh, a lot of people uh, out of town, or what? Uh, yeah, right now, <laughs> you know, Nachum. It ain't a calm period, you, huh? You know, Nachum, yesterday I saw the, the front page of the Jerusalem Post, and it right. said, 1,200 new homes in Judea and Samaria. And then it said, 26 murderers to be released. So we have a situation right now where this country is, I, I think there's like a kind of, a rift happening here. It's like two countries at the same time. We're we have a little bipolar action going on because on the one hand we're releasing, you know, they're not prisoners, they're they're murderers, right. and at the same time we have 300 Jews coming home. So in a, we 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 are torn, and, and literally it's a process of tearing here, and we need a process of healing. We need to somehow overcome this idea that we have to uh, give up half of our land in order to live here in peace, um, and you know we're going to end up living in pieces. We can't have that. And so, so there's a contest right now for the future in the heart of Israel. So this summer was slated to be calm, but suddenly it stopped being calm. You have all these Americans who, instead of uh, spending their time rebuilding the United States government, fixing the United States government, they're fixing, uh, they're trying to fix us, which they won't be able to do. Let's see if we could hear the Hatikva here at JM and the AM as it's being sung.
there it is. That's the Hatikva being sung by all the participants in the uh, celebration of Aliyah that has taken place here in Terminal 1 after Nefesh Benefesh's 50th charter flight. Yishai Fleischer, I thank you for sharing your programming with us, and of course for always sharing your ideas and encouragement. And uh, how about uh, wrapping this segment up with a nice message to the American Jewish community? Well, we're going to be one no matter what. We're one people, and no matter what the situation is, we're not uh, going to spread it to the point that we're going to lose contact with one another. I'm always seeing Israel and the United States like tectonic plates spreading away from one another. We're not going to let that happen through efforts like people like yourself and Nefesh Benefesh. We have to hold hands. Uh, Today's celebration is so televised and so radioed and all that so that we can hold hands across the Atlantic. I'm Israel Chai. We have challenges, and that's exactly what they are. But we're living in the best time of Jewish history in 2,000 years, and we are building a Jewish country. We are rebuilding our family after the Holocaust, and nothing's going to separate us again. And we're going to hold strong together no matter what. And Am Yisrael is, is heading towards a great destiny, and that means the world is heading towards towards a great destiny as well. Yishai Kolakavod, Mazal Tov, participating in another amazing Aliyah Day here at Ben Gurion Airport. JM in the AM. Hour number two of our broadcast, we have, uh, can we try it? Can we try to go to some of our conversations from the plane? We had the opportunity on the uh, flight here to speak. The majority of the conversations were with soldiers of the Israeli army who uh, are heading to the army in the next couple of months. And we'll start with the first. And uh, that was the bulk of our conversations. But you'll hear some other familiar voices as well. So do you have it on your iPad, the first one we did? was named the first one we did the first interview that we did was that the Kiefer's interview that would be a not uh, that would not be a uh, an art yeah okay so here we go with Sam and Malka Kiefer see if we could do this at JM in the AM alright we are here with uh, Sam and Malka Kiefer Philadelphia before that many years down in Florida and now they are on a flight to Israel welcome to the show thank you all right, what's the plan? You're going to be moving where in Israel? We'll be in Jerusalem in the Katamon area. We have three married children who already live there with eight grandchildren. Wow, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. So the young ones are bringing you there, huh, to Israel. The plan was for us to be first. Now we're last. <laughs> Things don't always work out exactly the way you want it, but I'm sure you're very happy that you're finally on this flight. How different is it being on the plane compared to what was happening hours ago when you were simply still in the airport in New York? Well, it was a little uh, emotional and hectic, of course, but uh, it's nice and relaxing. And can you believe you're finally on it? Because I'm sure it took a lot of planning, right? Forty years of planning. (laughs) That's for sure. What was the most difficult part of the last few months? Or was there anything difficult about the last few months planning for Aliyah? There's just a lot of paperwork. I would say Nefesh Benefesh was wonderful. The most stressful part was when the foreign ministry was on strike and our passports were stuck in the Israeli consulate. But that all worked out, thank God. Imagine that, something bureaucratic holding things up in Israel. Who do you suspect will be greeting you at the airport in Ben Gurion? Family-wise, our daughter and son-in-law, Rabbi Polanina Friedman, who I used to work for many years ago and is involved with the World Zionist Organization. Uh, Lots of other family and friends, surprises that we don't know about. Can't wait. Fantastic. Mazel tov to the Kiefers, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for being here. All right, that was with the Kiefers, obviously not heading to the Army, but a lot of the other conversations we had on the plane, they were, but the Kiefers are a great couple who are now making Aliyah, as you heard. We spoke with them. Rachel Berger is somebody that we've checked in with God knows how many times in the past about her activities and 
all the uh, different job searches that are going on through Nefesh Benefesh for people who are moving to Israel. Welcome back to the show, Rachel Berger. Thank you so much. How are you? Awesome. How does this celebration compare to the others? It's amazing. Love this day. It is amazing, isn't it? Uh, So... uh, What's the situation? People would love to know, especially those who are about to make that first call to Nevesh Benefesh or look at your website for the first time. They would love to know how practical it is for them to move to Israel employment-wise. So I'm going to say please check it out. We have about 200 jobs listed every single week, brand new jobs for Olim. We're currently in touch with almost 2,000 companies. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. You can check out your job. You can check out your opportunity. And there really is a lot of opportunity. I also want to encourage people to get inspired by what Israel is doing. Get on Israel 21C and see all the new innovation and technologies that Israel's developing. And one of the things is that people that come on Aliyah, this is a great one. You'll like this one, Nachum. I was speaking to a guy named Elliot this week who um, was moving from England. And I said to him, so why do you want to make Aliyah? And he said to me, I have to tell you that what's going on in Israel in terms of uh, the technological development is just amazing, and I want to be a part of that. That's the reason. That is the reason. You would think it was Zionism, yeah, you think or whole... maybe Avram Avinu, or maybe it's the <laughs> Lech Lecha thing. But, um, That's not a bad reason, though. I no, like it's not. Vishafti et Ami. We're going to come back and build those cities, and part of that is also all the technological innovation. When we see saw people today on the flight, so we assume that everybody, outside of the retirees and outside of the kids, obviously, everybody has gone through your office and has secured some type of employment in Israel. Yeah. Because at this point... Those who've, uh, in fact, thank God, have gotten jobs and have moved to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh, over 90% of them are still employed, right? That's right. That's right. Or they're moving up the ladder and finding different opportunities. All right. Okay. So where do people go to see these 200 listings? They can go on LinkedIn and search Nefesh Benefesh, or they can go on Facebook and search Nefesh Benefesh Jobs. So people who say there's no employment for them in Israel might just be a convenient excuse. It's worth it checking out. <laughs> it's worth checking out, and it's worth looking at what we have to offer. It's also worth sending a personal employment email to employment at nbn.org.il. Please talk to us. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts uh, from a uh, you know spiritual sense when you see a flight like this and you re- and you recognize the fact that now it's 50 chartered flights and all the other tens of thousands that have arrived through other flights? So listen, we are privileged. We are privileged. Think for a second of our grandparents who did not necessarily have these privileges. We are just privileged to be able to come on a flight, al Kanfei Sharim. In under 10 hours. In under 10 hours. Not a boat, not a donkey. <laughs> not risking your life. No, and you get here, and there's some iced coffee and lattes <laughs> greeting you with the B'nai Akiva group singing their hearts out and welcoming you to be part of the dream of moving back to Israel. It is amazing. Anybody out there who wants to check it out, 866-4-ALIYAH or nbn.org.il. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great seeing you and great reuniting in the Holy Land. More coming up at JM in the AM 20 minutes after 7 o'clock on a Tuesday morning broadcast as we continue. 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills and the web. JMTheAM.org. Check out our Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nahum Siegel, on Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net.
sit here on these shores and return again, we'll return again to you from these shores, return again to you. Have a, uh, that's Arya Kunstler, by the way. We have a shout-out going out to uh, Devora and Akiva Grossman and David and Miriam Kaplan that comes from the Ruttenbergs. We're meeting a lot of people here. There are a lot of JMM listeners who are making Aliyah. Most of them, thank God, making a commitment to keep listening to us even while they're living in Israel, which I appreciate very, very much. And a lot of people who've made Aliyah in the past. One person, in fact, uh, gave us some of the credit for their Aliyah, which was an amazing feeling, so I thank you for that. Ravit Greenberg is with us live at Ben Gurion Airport in charge of the Go South program. We've spoken about how popular both the Go North and Go South programs of Nefesh Benefesh have become. Ravit Greenberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. Tell me on this list some of the kibbutzim and uh, and cities that are southern, that are places that some people go to during the uh, Go South program of Nefesh Benefesh. What are some of them? So. Today we have many Chayalim Bodedim who right. are going to be hosted on Kibbutzim in the Negev. Um, kibbutzim in the Negev included here are... Oh, well, there are Chayalim Bodedim going to Eilat and also... Do, 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 do. Are there other Kibbutzim down there? I apologize. I should have given you a bad warning on that. I'm sorry about that. But they do go down south. They're hosted yes. there. And, of course, families move there, as you yes. saw in July. Yes. A lot of people are taking advantage of the Go yes. South program. Why has it been successful? Why has Go South become successful? I think that people moving to Israel, um, to begin with, are looking for new opportunities. Okay? And in the bubbles, the Anglo bubbles that exist within Israel, be it in the Jerusalem or Gushtan or Gush Etzion area, right. Um, there aren't a lot of opportunities for growth necessarily right now for young families especially, also retirees. Affordability. The Negev comprises 60% of the land of Israel, and there's a lot of space for growth, and the area is still affordable. Right. So there are definitely places to live. In addition, there are starting to be more and more anglo moving there. So people feel like they have those anchors within the community that can then support them. And, of course, uh, well, as you just said, finances and affordability has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, there's, a, uh, I, I guess, a, a renewed spirit, right, a pioneering spirit that a lot Nechon. of people like to take advantage of. Nechon. There are a lot of people... Um, 
who do want to show, show their imprint on the state of Israel, to make an impact. And there's definitely an opportunity for impact in the Negev, both with new yeshuvim as well as towns that are going through development processes and need people there to help it and to help that process go. And that's what I really see as like the new pioneering. Okay, there might be existing cities and towns, but they still need your help with growth. Ravit Greenberg leads Go South for Nefesh Benefesh. Any of this surprise you? Like at the beginning, were you skeptical about whether this really can work or whether Americans, those from North America, would be attracted to this idea? No, I myself live in Beersheba, and I moved to the south, and it was um, very important for me to do that. And after I moved there in 2006, I've seen more and more Olim moving to the south just because they see that the quality of life can be that much higher. A family can live affordably and and really find a place where they can make an impact. So I'm not surprised. I think that it is the future of the state of Israel. And I believe people have a lot to take advantage of in the Negev region. Right, and they don't even realize sometimes politically what kind of difference they're making and in general, obviously. A huge, huge impact. There's a huge space for impact and people should really look to this open area to 60% of the land of Israel. For, for growth, for the opportunity for Israel's future. If Beersheba's number one down there, what's number two? Ashkelon's number two in terms of where people move to, really? and people are still moving to Ashkelon. And then after Beersheba and Ashkelon, it's really split through um, Yishuvim, Kibbutzim, towns, cities. Even between Beersheba and Eilat? Yeah. Right there in yeah. the middle. We have some new Olim who just went to Mitzpah Ramon and also to Yerucham, to Arad. We're starting a new program in Arad actually young Olim. Yeah, that got a lot of press, that yeah. program, I remember. There's a JNF connection there as well, right? There is, yeah. Very yeah. nice. Well, any information people need, all they got to do is log on and see the Go North, Go South program, right? And also just email me at ravit at nbn.org.il, and I'll be happy to help you. I also just want to tell all of our listeners who have already made Aliyah that we can also help you. Um, we currently have a relocator program, and we're helping people both seek employment get access to services, and also um, receive enhanced financial grants that help cover the cost of their relocation. So if you're currently in the center of the country, in the Jerusalem area, but looking for something different, we can also help you relocate Because there are a lot of people that are considering new places, even if they're already settled in Israel. Many of your listeners probably know when they're sitting around a Shabbos table and talking about where to go, they don't necessarily see a place next door to their parents they can (laughs) move to. So they sometimes need to look elsewhere, and I would tell them not to see it as as what they have to do, but actually to, to, to take it and say, this is our sleuth, this is opportunity to develop the state of Israel. Well, thank you so much, Ravid. Continue your amazing work on behalf of all people who want to make Aliyah. Amen. Thank you so much, Ravid Greenberg. Go south, go north. She's, of course, the uh, head of the Go South program for Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, and 8664-ALIYAH. Thank you so much for joining us. Things are uh, winding down a bit at the official tekes, the official ceremony here in Ben Gurion Airport, but the uh, uh, but the show will continue all the way until <laughs> until nine o'clock. We uh, spoke with the Raps family on the plane. We said hello. Don't worry, we said hello. And uh, and it's great to see some of the Israeli members of the Raps, some of the Israeli members who are already Israeli of the Raps family uh, here as well. Uh, we'll go to Rabbi Goldwasser and do some uh, um, and do some uh, morning chizuk. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, yeah, one second. Uh, we'll get to that. And, um, and just trying to get this going here. I want to remind everybody our Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. It's Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. I want to remind everybody that on 
Twitter, it's at NahumSiegelNet, at NahumSiegelNet. We encourage everybody to log on to both of those social media sites. You can be up to date with photos and everything that we're posting from Israel. Tomorrow we are live at the Yeshivat Shalvim and then heading later in the day to Shalvim for women. And then, of course, uh, Thursday, our mayor of Bracha in Yerushalayim. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, I can just is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. The Michtam says, the fact that we have a Yishuv in Eretz Yisrael today is a nace. It's a miracle. It is among the great chasodim that Hashem has bestowed upon His nation. We are able to come from one extreme, the point of Chorban Europa, the Holocaust, to the other extreme, and reestablish the yeshivas in the great centers of Yiddishkeit in Eretz Yisrael. We have to remember, though, there is an Eretz Yisrael de la Mata and an Eretz Yisrael Shalmaila, one that is below and one that is above. They both must exist simultaneously. We say in davening, Dovar Tziva Le'elef Dor, it has been thousands of years since we have gone into Golos, into the exile. How does the Ava, the great love, Michtam explains, it's because of the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. That Kedusha continues to draw us near, no matter how long the bitter Golos is. This is the Yerusha, the inheritance that we have from Avraham Avinu. He was Moshe Nefesh. He self-sacrificed for the Nisayan, the challenge of Lech Lecha. The Talmidim of the Belzarebi, Reb Shalom of Belz, had drawn water for the Mayim Shalono, the special water which is used to bake matzahs. When they finished their task, they were leaving the water overnight to use the next day. They wished the Rebbe, L'shana haba Yerushalayim, next year in Yerushalayim. The Rebbe asked, why next year? We can take this water that we drew today and we can bake matzahs in Yerushalayim and eat them in the presence of Mashiach tomorrow. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. are Elul chauffeur blowing. It's time for that. It's the month of Elul, which means the chauffeur must be blown, just like Yishai Fleischer was blowing it for all the Olim who are coming off the plane earlier today with Nefesh Benefesh. Most incredible days ever in JM and the AM history. A very long day. It started with Monday at JFK, wrapping up Tuesday at Ben Gurion Airport with uh, 330 plus Jewish heroes on the Nefesh Benefesh flight to Israel. Here's Sandy Shmueli at JM and the AM. <laughs>
I'm live from uh, Ben Gurion Airport, second leg of the Nefesh Benefesh journey, which began yesterday at JFK and, of course, continued today in Ben Gurion. It's a massive celebration. Those of you who've never seen it, it's the first time I saw it. Uh, although I know a lot of people log on to see it, uh, log on the computer to see the celebration. A massive celebration, which really escalates once you get off the bus and head directly into the terminal. It's amazing getting off that plane and watching everybody gathered together in great celebration. The celebration actually begins on the plane. And then the celebration continues off the plane. And then once you're in this terminal, uh, thousands of people, friends and relatives, all greeting brand new Olim, coming together and making sure to uh, wish them well and welcome them and greet them here in Israel. It is really a remarkable and incredible sight. And so glad that we were able to be part of it. This is um, this is a conversation we had on the plane with two Olim heading directly, uh, almost directly, they'll be heading in October to the Israeli army. We'll introduce them to you during this conversation. You'll hear what some of the youth of our amazing Jewish world have to say regarding Aliyah and heading to Israel to defend the land. Here they are at JM and the AM. All right, we're here at the Nefesh Benefesh flight, and we have Aaron Finkelstein of New York City, Sagiv Shilo of Los Angeles, California. They're among 125 amazing and incredible uh, IDF soldiers. That's right. These two gentlemen are going to be among an incredible group of IDF soldiers that will be serving in the Army very, very soon. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Everything is great. Tell me how a youngster from the Upper West Side of Manhattan decides to go to the Israeli Army. Um, growing up, I went to Zionist schools, Zionist camps, and it was very ingrained in like my philosophy from a young age. And, uh, and something I feel like if you walk the walk, you gotta. I'm sorry, if you talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. So, I guess right now I'm doing the walking. At what age did it become really serious? About two years ago in college, I uh, I went back to Israel for the first time in a while, and I had an incredible experience. And I decided that this is where I want to be. And I went back, finished, got my degree, and now I'm on this flight. So uh, that's it's been a been a few years. Yeah. Are you going north, south, or central? Going south to Kibbutz Cholit, um, which is near Ofakim on the border of Gaza. So it's going to be an interesting place, but I'm looking forward to it. Relatives in Ophakim. How do you like that? All right, Sagiv is here from Los Angeles, California. And to tell us, like I've been asking all the soldiers that we've had the privilege, the, the uh, future soldiers that we've had the privilege of speaking to so far today, why does a boy from Los Angeles decide to go to the Israeli army? So I was born in, in Israel and moved at a young age. And I was raised in a family that, you know, we speak Hebrew at home and travel to Israel all the time. And 
after graduating college, I realized this is like my opportunity. If I want to move to Israel and be in the IDF, this is the time to do it. Um, my brother actually made Aliyah last year and is in the IDF, uh, my younger brother. And uh, seeing him go through the process really reminded me that I, like how I wanted to do it after high school. And uh, I, I decided to seize the moment that I can do it and do it now. I'm assuming everybody was supportive at home. But were they surprised? Were they, like, shocked that this turnaround is happening where you're heading back to serve in the Army? Um, they were definitely supportive, but it, it's definitely hard for my mom to see me leave the house. Um, and they were shocked in a good way. I didn't think, I don't think they were expecting it. Uh, I just graduated college. I could have started a job and started my life, but instead I'm deciding to do this, you know, thing that most people don't. It's all tough to you, to both of you, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Some of the sounds of the flight, two incredible young men who are heading directly, uh, well, I shouldn't say directly, but in a couple of months to the Israeli army, as uh, 123 of their colleagues are doing as well. Uh, Cindy Noonan is in front of me. Were you just on this flight? Yes, I was. Wow, you're on Ola Hadasha. <laughs> Mazal Tov. Thank you. Have a round Ta-da. of applause for Cindy. <laughs> who did you travel with? So I traveled with my husband and our three children. What are their names? John, Heidi, and Michael. And did everyone enjoy the flight? Very, very much. We loved it. Where are you from? We're from Sonoma, California, the wow. wine country. Amazing. Because <laughs> even people in Sonoma want to move to Israel, huh? You <laughs> yes. think you have everything out there, don't you? Oh, no. I, you, it's actually very similar. It's a Mediterranean-type climate. We have figs and grapes and pomegranates and olive trees. Where will you be living in Israel? Jerusalem. Oh, very nice. Yes. So heading straight to the capital city. Yes. Uh, what was it like getting off the plane? Can you describe to all the people that are listening right now who've never felt it, and I have never felt it as an Ole, uh, but I saw it firsthand today, what it is like when that big reception hits you as you walk into this terminal? Extremely emotional, very exciting. It makes you feel like you never want to leave again. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows? You may never leave again. May it be so. <laughs> and how, did he, how does a family like yours decide to make Aliyah? How, does, uh, how did that process go? We, we had come uh, when the children were young. My husband and I brought all of our children and really loved it very much. Five years later, we came again. And um, it was for my daughter's bat mitzvah in Jerusalem, and then and then we just wanted to stay. Everybody happy with this decision? Yes. Yay! There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Cindy Noonan and family, thank you so much. Thank you. And mazal tov to all of you. From all of us here at JM in the AM. Quarter before 8 o'clock, it's a JM in the AM Tuesday morning as we continue from Ben Gurion Airport. We will, uh, we will have the, uh, hopefully we'll have the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh with us coming up at JM in the AM. I want to thank the Abelos for stopping by. Great seeing them, and uh, and it's unbelievable reuniting with so many wonderful people from our past, uh, people who are dedicated to the present and future of Israel. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. <laughs>
Benny Friedman, Mishima, Amin. Here we have the uh, incredible uh, team, the founders, the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh, Tony Gelbart, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, both with us here in Ben Gurion Airport. I'm practically speechless, but trying my best to stay on a uh, speech-filled even keel as we describe the scene here and go through this amazing experience. Tony Gelbart, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Great Rabbi, to be here. Rabbi Fass in Kennedy Airport reviewed for us the story of how your partnership began when he did first approach you that Shabbos. Did you think he had a uh, an insane idea? No, it wasn't insane, <laughs> but it wasn't normal either. <laughs> Thank you. It, it had its problems, it had its, huh? It had its issues, but... Do you want me to stay here? At least I knew he wasn't an insane individual. He was very talented, and, and, and I actually told you that I thought uh, he was coming to uh, learn with me because I always wanted to spend some time to learn with him. And he knocked at my door, and he said, uh, Why would you think a rabbi is doing household cold <laughs> learning because, No, because I kept... <laughs> I, 
I felt that I was that important. <laughs> no, no, no. Why no. has this partnership worked? And I don't mean in terms of your personal relationship with each other. I'm saying, obviously, both of you have had lofty goals and incredible accomplishments. Uh, relationships with some of the key organizations and agencies that have to do with Aliyah and building the state of Israel. Why has all this worked? Go ahead. I don't know. I defer to you. You have no idea why it worked, huh? Because we are passionate about our cause. And we, I can speak for us. Your mind? Yeah, sure. I'll add something. We, we, don't, <laughs> we don't care about our egos. And it's not about us. It's never been. I think that's why our relationship, mine and Tony's, has been so fruitful and so genuine and intense. Because uh, we really care deeply about what we're doing. And, uh, and we're very, and we, we're not really focused on, on ourselves through the process. And, and I think it creates a tremendous value system and appreciation of each other. And I think our partners see that within our partnership. Right. I think our partners have all been extremely impressed and moved by Tony's and my relationship over the last 12 years. And uh, they, and the passion is a bit contagious. And I think it recalibrates people's compasses to really focus on what matters. And, uh, and I think Tony, you want to add? Look, the, the Nefesh Benefesh is, I always say it, it's, uh, it's a, a business run with a heart. It's a, it's a non-profit business, but it's very profitable. And I think that, you know, when we first met, we knew we uh, had to check the egos at the door. You know, no egos here. And um, Rabbi Fast does things exceptionally better than I do. And hopefully I can do a few things differently than him. Exceptionally so, better than me. So, so we, we share responsibilities um, as a partnership. We don't tread on each other, but we always consult with each other. And I think that's the team that he built here in Israel, the team we started with in, in America. And talking about teams, mm. when you have people who have still with you started right. 12 years ago, right. that's what's important. The ultimate testament. Um, yeah. We'll talk about today's flight in a minute. I was thinking back to the early days of Nefesh Benefesh. There were some challenging times for the state of Israel. Very challenging. I mean, today we have challenging times as well. But very challenging times for the state of Israel when Nefesh Benefesh began or shortly right after they began, and I'm sure you wondered at, at a time when, unfortunately, so many uh, terrorist attacks were taking place, and Israel was going through such, a rough, such through such a rough time, whether the organization with this goal could continue to inspire people to come. Was that a concern of yours or not? Actually, the opposite. I felt that if we could bring individuals in the most tumultuous times, and people still came, then people would come even more so tenfold when after when things calmed down. Um, however, in 2002, when the Second Intifada was was really in full rage and people were coming right. and making Ali, it was such a boost of of chizukvi, was such a support, and people were just so moved by it and so taken by it and inspired by it that um, that propelled the organization, gave it its momentum. All right, talk about today's flight. Uh, here's what I took away. Uh, How the, was the flight? The flight? We should be interviewing you. <laughs> Thank you. The flight was incredible. The spirit aboard is amazing. Um, and I'm sure you've seen it tens of times already. Not like this. Really? I mean, we've had other Ruach-filled, incredible, intense flights, but to have the entire flight sing Hatikva as we were landing, right. that was a first. first time. And I'm saying to myself, that, that probably happens every single no, time. That's that was so incredible. Funny. And there was a spirit aboard that was incredible. The uh, Getting off the plane and watching the scene as everybody just got onto the tarmac was pretty remarkable. And then this scene... 
is outrageous when you enter the area where thousands of people are waiting to greet you and to <laughs> and, and tens of people are asking me, are you really moving to Israel and all that stuff? Yes, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> we just don't know when. Um, but the takeaway for me is so different than all of this because in conversation with these soldiers on the plane, and we played some of the interviews already, and meeting all these people, talking about 125 soldiers and meeting their family, the Jewish world... Even in the United States, not just here, is the, the Jewish parents are doing something right. There are kids from such different backgrounds, from such different affiliations, and it seems that the that the message that they're getting from the previous generation is a really genuine one that's being accepted, and they are acting on it. You know, you wonder about what the goal is of every generation, and you know, is this generation any more lackadaisical about the Jewish future than previous ones? I mean, we've had praise for previous generations, but this one is turning out to be remarkable. That's my takeaway from all this. That's a good takeaway. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Now, I think we have to find out how that spark is being created, because that's a genuine spark. Yeah. When you speak to these kids, they're inspiring. The families are inspiring. So what is being done? Is it in the communities? Is it being? Is, is it Israel experiences? Are the parents? Find that out. Times it by a million. <laughs> Right. And let's bring the Jewish people home. And those are the typical answers. The school I went to, messages my parents gave me. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but despite that, you know, still why would you want to do this? And still why would you want to serve in addition to moving to Israel, Tony? So the um, false perception that Zionism is dead is really a false perception. And as you say, the different people from the different backgrounds, affiliations... You get very choked up. I do. What's it, the 50th time we've done this on these flights? And every one of them is emotional. But to see these kids in today's time, yeah, Jewish parents are doing something right. They really are. And so you know, Jewish people aren't going anywhere. <laughs> it's strong. You know, we have our ups and downs. But if you look at it in a, in a, in a real holistic point of view, um, yeah, America is strong. Jewish people are strong. Uh, and when they come back to Israel, they just increase the, the Jewish people. I do think your, they just increase do your friends in the leadership of the Israeli army cite how some of these uh, soldiers are real superstars? Do, they, do, they, do we have some incredible potential soldiers among us based on prior... Uh, Absolutely. Every single year superstars. when they give out the certificates of excellence to the soldiers, a tremendous percentage of them are chayilim bodedim. And we're there at these ceremonies, and we're just watching these kids two, three years after they've... These are American out. kids who and grew up American in a lack of luxury. Who are like these top <laughs> Who soldiers. never thought of the army. It's incredible. It is incredible. Right. And but but, it, but it expi- and the, the army understands it. Because for a person to come and to leave their family and communities and to voluntarily move their lives and their future here in Israel and then go into the army, there's something about that makeup of that individual. And that person's going to excel. And they excel because of that ideological drive and that passion, and that's why they're reaching the, the heights of, when, of, of their when service. When you say, when you're going into the army and you're a young uh, person and you say, I'm a Chayabu dead from wherever, you get uh, some real respect. It's very likely that the other soldiers who you're joining are saying, what are you doing here? This is not right. Wait a minute. You just left the Golden Medina. You right. know, this is not normal, but... They get it after all. Said, Look, we know what we're fighting for. We came here to do it. So, you know, get with the program, guys. So, that's it. And that's why the army is bringing groups of individuals here for the for the welcome ceremonies. It allows them to realize what they're fighting for. 
What's the message for families that are considering Aliyah this morning? I know that uh, we've spoken to people about go north, go south. We've spoken to people about employment. We've spoken about uh, to people about grants. I think we've covered every area over the last couple of days that could encourage people uh, to come here. It, it, we talked about the technology and how the, even as great as the process was at the beginning in Nefesh Benefesh, it's worlds better today and worlds faster. Is there any other uh, anything we have to add? In Just do of- it. Just do it. Come on home. Simple as that. Simple as that. And you're Come ready. To, and you're ready to help people do it. Yeah. As you've demonstrated in the past. Well, Mazal Tov. Thank you so Thank much. You. I'm glad 50. you came. Fifty, huh? Right. Unbelievable. What a milestone. A significant number in Jewish tradition. Yes. Fifty has some significance yes, in Jewish does. tradition. Oh, I didn't know. Let's learn something. Fifty. <laughs> I'm not knocking on your door. <laughs> okay, now like, listen. You know what? Uh, they always talk about the journey, but it's, you know, not always about the journey. It's the destination. This is a heck of a destination. It so certainly is. That's the point. That's the boy, point. Oh so boy. make Aliyah because it's the right destination. Your future is here. And you know how to do it, folks, at this point. 866-4-ALIYAH-NBN.org.IL. It'll all be taken care of with uh, with you, not just for you, but with you. The entire process, you'll have someone holding your hand in each department to make sure that this will be a smooth transition. If you can participate in what we saw this morning, and come here in the height of emotion and see thousands celebrating your arrival in Israel, you will feel just how special it is and how incredible it is. And there are a lot of people in this country waiting to greet you. Rabbi Fast, Tony Gelbart, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much you. for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And Mazal Tov again. More coming up. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listen to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Uh, WNYX Montgomery at 91.9 FM up in Rockland County and around the world on the web. This is jmtheam.org. As I was walking down a dark and lonely street, a car came along and pulled up by my side. And inside was a rabbi with a long white beard He said, son, I'm gonna take you for a ride Why don't we go up to Jerusalem Oh, up to Jerusalem Yeah, up to Jerusalem With me Yeah
Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? Oh, up to Jerusalem, yeah, up to Jerusalem with me, yeah. Why don't we go up to Jerusalem, yeah, up to Jerusalem, oh, up to Jerusalem with me? Why don't you come up to Jerusalem, oh? Go up to Jerusalem with me. privilege of walking off the plane with uh, 41 families and 125 IDF soldiers and a whole host of uh, amazing people who are now known by us as Jewish heroes who have moved to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh on Charter Aliyah Flight Number 50 from JFK, uh, via El Al to Ben Gurion Airport and now heading to uh, 92, oh no, excuse me, heading to uh, a whole variety, I should say of cities north, central, and south here in the state of Israel. J.M. Nam at 5 minutes after 8 o'clock. Reminder, tomorrow we broadcast live from Yeshivat Shalvim, and we'll be at Shalvim for Women tomorrow afternoon with a um, webcast that we'll be playing on Thursday afternoon between our live lunch and uh, That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. And um, Thursday we'll be at Ormei Orobracha. We're finally making good on that commitment to be there this coming Thursday. After delaying uh, their, our visit to them a couple of times, most recently when I was um, hit with that uh, foot surgery, so we'll be there on Thursday. All right, uh, we have special guests who are going to join us in just a moment. This, we had a lot of fun with this group. This is a group of three Chayalim who are heading to the army uh, in uh, Israel. 
this is a um, this is a conversation we had with them on the plane at JM and the AM. All right, here on the Nefesh Benefesh flight, and we have three future Israeli soldiers: Zachary Mandel of Riverdale. Uh, Ruvain Levitz of Atlanta, Georgia, and Max Bernstein of Orange County, California. Zach, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Everything's great. Here's the question we've been asking all the future soldiers. Why would a young man from Riverdale, New York, decide to join the Israeli army? Well, I think a better question would be why not? I mean, uh, you know, it's a very conventional thing. We finish high school. We, we may, some of us, go to, the, to Israel for the year. Um, but the question really becomes, why, why, end, why end our stint in Israel there? I mean, we as Jews, first of all, belong in Israel. And I think, I think it's becoming a more common thing for, for, uh, for young teens to, to go to Israel and, uh, you know, join the army and, and, and kind of take, take a cut off of, of, of the conventional step. They don't, they don't, they don't, um, a lot of my friends are just, they're going straight to college. And I, I think that, what I'm doing isn't it's not it's not the conventional thing and I think they're not considering a future in Israel do your parents know that you're moving to Israel my parents are aware yeah they were uh, they were at the airport they were crying a little bit it was a very emotional goodbye but yeah thank God I have a good good support system do they plan on visiting you um yeah they do actually my parents parents live there so that worked out well huh all right Ruben is from uh, Atlanta Georgia how things down uh, south in Georgia and why would a Georgian decide that it's time to go to the Israeli army well um I have to say I mean I'm going over there to join my parents and my family and uh I think it's time for me to go and serve my home country and the south is great we have a bunch of Jews in Atlanta but Israel's my home and I need to be there and fight for my country and fight for what I believe in. Will you be heading south in Israel as well, or are you going to a different part of the country? Um, actually, I'm going to Zichon Yaakov, which is sort of in the north, so not south. Go in the opposite direction this time. <laughs> Very nice, and I'm sure, did you have a nice uh, a nice goodbye uh, uh, ceremony at the airport in New York? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I, I really appreciated that they uh, did that for us, and the cake was good, and it was it was really nice. I, I enjoyed everybody uh, speaking, everything like that, so... Yeah, I'm just excited to get there now. All right, nice to meet some Jewish heroes. And our third hero is Max Bernstein. How can I forget Max's name? Max from Orange County, California. And Max, tell us why a young man from California is heading to the Israeli army. Well, Nahum, I have to tell you that if there's (laughs) one reason that I'm going to join the army, it's because I was inspired when I was living there last year by all of the soldiers that I saw. They're required to join, and yet they still love Israel. And so I decided when I move there, I want to join the Army as well. Well, you present very well. There might be room for you in the communications department of the Army. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, what can I say? I have a voice for radio. <laughs> you can say that. You can say that again. Have you had any experience in the industry? This is my first time. Well, you're doing very well. Gentlemen, a pleasure to meet all three of you. And Hatzlacharabah in Israel. I want to give a shout-out to Tani Kramer. He and uh, other members of Nefesh Benefesh's staff were very, very helpful to us in this process, but I don't think we bugged anybody as much as we bugged him, so that's why he gets the special shout-out here at JM and the AM. Um, so the folks in New Jersey are going to be – yeah, let's put that on. The folks in New Jersey are going to be very anxious to hear this couple, I'm sure. Uh, in front of us, Ilan and Dina Davidowitz. Mazal Tov, you are now citizens of the State of Israel. How does it feel? It's awesome. Amazing. 
Now tell me about this dream. Did it uh, when you first met? Did you talk about Aliyah? When you uh, on our first date we spoke about it. On your first date you spoke uh, of moving to Israel. Yeah, and I asked Elon if he wanted to make Aliyah, and, and he I said, said no. He said no. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. He gave me a whole speech about how you know, although you know Israel's amazing, and he loved when he spent time there. Uh, he really thinks his future is in America, and I kind of said, oh. Um, no, I kind of want to make Aliyah. Well, why was there a second date? I'd like to know. <laughs> uh, chemistry. <laughs> chemistry, and she's like, I could convince him, and she was right. Right. She did convince you. Yeah. It took me a little while, but how I long are you married? Uh, three and a half, half weeks. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Holy cow! Mazel tov. It'll be a Thank month you. tomorrow. You get a lot of mazel tovs today, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yudaf, we got married. How did it feel? How did it feel getting off the plane? It was, it was surreal. Kind of, it was unbelievable. We were the first ones off of the bus, so it was really exciting. It was, yeah, it was kind of it's, crazy. It's still hitting me, but it was, it's just incredible feeling. It's nothing I've ever experienced. And I saw your relatives here. Yeah. Right? We, we had family here. We had friends here. I, did, I had no idea so many people were going years. to come to, out to support us, so it was really incredible. Wow. Uh, what would you say to young couples out there who are considering this, who uh, you know may, may also be married a relatively short time like you guys? What would you say to them? Highly recommend it. Now is the best time to go. I mean, before we had our roots planted in America, before we had, you know, kids there and and obligations there and jobs there, and now is just, you know, that is the time to do it. We don't, no strings attached. We just, we're going and we're going to make it work. It's going to be amazing. Where are you living? Mivisarit. We're going to be working at the yeshiva there. We're going to be the Avin Aim Bayat at Mivisarit. Very nice. We're very excited. Yeah. Did, have the students shown up yet or they're about Next to Next week. Next week they come. Very nice. Got a couple nice. of days to uh, unpack it. <laughs> a big shout out to those young men who are heading to Mivisarit. Woo! You'll have an incredible uh, uh, Avin Aim Bayat over there at Mivisarit this year. That's wonderful. Boy. We're really excited. Now, we keep hearing about this wedding contest. Right? Yeah. Tell yeah. me what this was all about and why you guys continue to have your names associated with it. <laughs> we we just had a great time with it. We, what know, is it? What was it? What was it? It was basically um, a contest to see who could get the most votes. Uh-huh. Out of, but go on Facebook, go on whatever. We put uh, we had ads in the Jewish Link and the Jew, it would, <laughs> Jewish every standard. every paper. You went all out. We went all out. We. We held up a sign uh, throughout the entire Israeli Day Parade we saying vote for us and passed out flyers. We were bribing YU kids with chocolate. And we, <laughs> we were buying votes. We were buying votes with, with chocolate. We did what we had to do and um, lost. We lost. <laughs> because the way anyway. they keep talking about you, it's as if you won. We frankly. had a great time with it. We had fun anyway. And we won second prize with you know, the 20 other couples who won second prize. Uh, so we get a $1,000 shopping spree to Ikea in Israel. Very so nice. Uh, we get a dinner at a vineyard, a winery. We get a $50 gift certificate for an appliance. So we still won something. Yeah. Okay. And we know the whole entire Nefesh Benefesh staff by name. So <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like, you were the ones from the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Well, mazal t- you get a lot of mazal tovs at Davidowitz's, Ilan and Dina. Uh, enjoy your first year of marriage and your first year in Israel. Okay. And uh, good luck Thank building you. a family here. And and uh, you should, we say build a bite and Amon be Israel. So you Amen. took that very literally, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, we yes, did. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Great to see you in Mazel Tov. Thank you very there much. There they are, the much-talked-about Davidowitzes, who are heading to Mivaseret and are starting their life together in the Holy Land. Unbelievable. JM and the AM, some more music and some more guests and more of our interviews from aboard the plane. This was quite a day, quite a flight, and quite an experience. And we are here in Ben Gurion Airport at JM and the AM.
Ah! 
That's Eitan Katz. What's the rumor that ZK is doing the Tuesday Live Lunch today? Is that true or not? Who's doing the Tuesday Live Lunch today? Anybody know? Avrami? Avrami, thank you in advance. Avrami will be on later on between uh, 12 and 2 Eastern time on the stream at jmnam.org. And um, tomorrow we broadcast live from Yeshivat Shalvim. Tomorrow afternoon when we get to Shalvim for Women, that programming will be aired between noon and 3 Eastern time on Thursday. And then Thursday morning, we'll be live at Armei Bracha in Yerushalayim. Uh, Naftali Derovin sits in front of me. He's in charge of government processing and advocacy, that department in Nefesh Benefesh. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Uh, this sounds like a very exciting job. Government advocacy and processing, I can only imagine how uh, how tedious some of that can be. Has it improved over the years? Um, absolutely. Um, in what way? Well, if we started out um, filling out papers with pens and pencils <laughs> on the airplane... We now which have, was the case, right? Which was the case, absolutely, when we started out. Uh, today, when the Olim meet us in New York, um, we meet them with tablet PCs. Right. They sign all the papers. We transmit them online, live, to Israel, where they're printed out, and they wait for us when we land. In this airport? In Israel, in, in the airport, in right. Ben-Gurion. Yes. And that's it. And, they, and this is what's happening right now. People are being processed. Families are getting what they need, and they're heading off to their Correct. respective cities. Our department accompanies all the flights. Um, and throughout the whole flight, we uh, we process their aliyah, we go through passport control, and after the ceremony, they uh, go to Mishra Daklita, to the Ministry of, of Absorption. I wonder if there were people early on who just didn't want to go through this process <laughs> and therefore decided they'll stay put outside of Israel. Could it be? Well... I hope there's no one upstairs who doesn't want to go through the process. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean when it was much more difficult, accessible to get through. I wonder if it actually discouraged people from I, going to Israel. I don't know, um, but uh, but that is one of the reasons that Nefesh Benefesh exists, to right. streamline the process and just make it easier for the Olim. We take care of all the interfaces with government offices throughout the Aliyah process so that um, you know everything is made easy, and we handhold through the process. How many offices in Israel, in the Israeli government, are involved in this process? How many How many have to sign off on somebody moving into this country? Okay, so we've got uh, at least four or five different agencies. Um, All of whom have to give their stamp of approval? stamp of approval for something. If right. it's... Uh, Mishra Adapnim, the Ministry of, uh, of Interior, that's giving the approval for citizenship. If it's Mishra Adaklita, the Ministry of Absorption, giving the approval of their status as an Ole. Um, if it's Bituach Lumi, uh, which is some sort of social security agency right. that gives them the health insurance. Um, if it's the Sochnut, that approves them way on in the beginning for their Aliyah to be eligible to become citizens. So there's, you know, I think I probably forgot someone. Um. Is there anything else? I mean, I know that, you know, as every month and year goes by, obviously there are always improvements and more streamlining, but is there anything that you'd love to streamline drastically right now or you're no well, longer at that point? Where should I start? <laughs> Even today. I don't know if we have enough time. Even today. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's always what to improve. Um, and our department is constantly, and Nefesh Benefesh is constantly working with government agencies to both improve the process and the benefits and the assistance that Olim get. It could be in any uh, field, um, whether it's recognizing degrees for education or getting um, licenses for doctors and lawyers and nurses. So we're constantly working with the government agencies, with members of Knesset, to improve 
and sort of uh, make the landing even softer for Odin. I noticed that 10 of the people that were on the flight were heading into the, not into, I'm sure they're in it already, but in Israel heading into the medical field, doctors, nurses. Uh, um, who else did I see on the list? I saw doc- and dentists, right? Doctors, dentists. nurses, and dentists. Uh, is there an encouraging word for them? Forget about whether employment is available, but in terms of getting their license and degree in Israel, is it uh, a much better process than it used to be? Um, it's certainly much better. We're continuing uh, to make it even better than it is right now. Um, it is... You hear the music in the background? Yeah. That's my phone ringing. Interesting. <laughs> Sounds like heroic music in honor of the Jewish heroes of today. Um uh, for doctors, for, for people's in medical, people in medical professions, um, we, first of all, there is employment available. Right. And I think that just like any other country, there is bureaucracy involved, but it can be done. Uh, you have to go through the ropes, but uh, it can be done. And, and Rabbi Fast mentioned in New York yesterday that, uh, <laughs> that other countries have expressed interest in seeing the Nefesh B'Nefesh model. Does that surprise you? <laughs> no. <laughs> it does no, not surprise you. It doesn't. That's actually, good. It's a nice compliment. <laughs> yeah. There's actually an interesting article um, that I read online a while ago that uh, Spain is instituting a similar law of return for Jews. Very odd to, to invite Jews back to, to Spain. I Maybe they, they took your model very seriously. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, I assume all of this goes through the same phone number and web address that we've been giving out for years. Absolutely. And that's 8664 Aliyah and nbn.org.il. Naftali Derovin is the uh, in charge of government processing and advocacy uh, department here at Nefesh Benefesh and continues to work hard both on the plane and both before and after flights to do all this processing. When is the next flight? Uh, not necessarily charter, but when is there another group coming to Israel? Will it be in next, the next few weeks? next group we have August 19th. That's very soon. August 27th oh and September 10th. And are you on all of those flights? I'm not going to be on all of them. I might be on one of them, but... Uh, but someone's doing your job on one of them, on absolutely. all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. We have a team. We have a, uh, The advocacy department is... Uh, we have a staff of 13 that have different responsibilities, and we're always on each one of the flights. One of us is on the flight. Kalakavo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Unbelievable. All right, JM in the AM. Earlier today, we were on a flight, a Nefesh Benefesh flight, the 50th Chartered Aliyah flight. And we had an opportunity to speak with some of the people that were, uh, thank you so much, some of the people that were on the flight. Ilana is the young lady's name? I want to go to Ilana's uh, interview. Uh, this is a young lady from Connecticut who's decided to become a soldier in the Israeli army. This is what the conversation sounded like at JM in the AM. Okay, we're here with Ilana Zur, who is moving to Israel. Imagine that, and going to the Israeli army, correct? Why would a young lady from Stanford, Connecticut, decide to go to the Israeli army? Oh, the reasons. Well, how many are there? Well, it all started growing up in a really Zionistic home with a father who served for six years. Um, It's always been something I've thought about. And right when I decided to make Aliyah, I knew that it was something I just had to do to be part of a culture that where everyone serves and everyone's proud of it, and I will be too, hopefully. And Very soon, right? Uh, any apprehensions? Uh, are there a lot of different types of thoughts going through your mind as you're embarking on this? Yes. I'm, first of all, very nervous because... Hebrew, even if I grew up in a Hebrew-speaking home, it's just you're at a disadvantage just from that you didn't live, you didn't grow up in the state, in uh, Israel. So that's really, that's really making me nervous, especially because all of our really important interviews are in Hebrew. And just, you know, just being in a different country, your, my immediate family isn't going to be there. So my support system is really Green Sabar, which is great, but 
you know, it's just a, it's a different lifestyle. It's going to be a lot different. Um, what does your family say about this decision? They're very supportive. Um, my mom is a little nervous and didn't understand at first, really, even though she works for Jewish Federation. But now she's just all about it. It's amazing. They're all supportive. It's really great. Well, we wish you the best of luck and uh, send our best to everybody in STEM for next time you speak to them. Oh, I will, especially to the Feldsteins. There you go. Thank you. There's Ilana from Stamford, Connecticut, heading to the Israeli Army. Oh, I'm so 
מדינת ישראל, ראשית צמיחת גאולתנו. אבינו שבשמיים, זו ישראל לדורלו, ברכת מדינת ישראל, ראשית צמיחת גאולתנו. Well, just in case anybody was upset that when Rabbi Thass was on, we didn't do his uh, theme song. There you go. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> oh, come on. A decade-long tradition, after all. It's anybody who's complaining. There it is, Lenny Sullivan. I called from a man today. It was my rabbi. He said, move on. Thank you, Lenny. Making Aliyah today. We saw it uh, up close and personal. Hundreds of people making Aliyah today, including Jesse Oppenheimer, who hails from Leonia, New Jersey, but for now on will be known as a resident of... Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Israel. Yes, very exciting. What Thank area of Jerusalem will you be uh, frequenting? I, I will be in Ein Karim. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Wow. That's quite a neighborhood. It is quite a neighborhood. I will hopefully, I haven't gotten my official acceptance yet, but hopefully we'll be doing medical school through the military. Wow. Call a commode. Thank you. A round of applause for Jesse Oppenheimer, a Jersey girl who is now <laughs> a Jerusalem lady. Uh, so how did this whole process begin? At what point in your life did you say to yourself, it's time to uh, move eastward and get to Jerusalem? When I was nine years old. I set up my first email account, and most people, you know, choose something like fairies123 at yeah. gmail.com. My email address was olawannabe, as in I want to be an Ola, <laughs> at nine years old. And so this has been a dream for a while. I needed to finish my degree in the States first, and I finished my degree on Friday. As soon as I finished, I came here. Mazel tov. Thank you. What kind of parents do you have? They must be unbelievable. <laughs> I do have unbelievable parents. That at nine, you're thinking of moving to Israel? <laughs> Isn't that remarkable? Thank God, yeah. It's one of the themes that we've picked up on this trip is uh, is how many youngsters, I mean, because, you know, people like you and everyone else on the flight seems to be relatively young. Well, these youngsters at an early age picked up this bug of getting to Israel as soon as possible, and obviously it never left you since that age. Absolutely. I think it's, um, I credit it to my parents, but I also think it's one of the strong suits of the yeshiva education system in the States, that it's very Zionistic, um, and I'm really appreciative of that. I went to Mariah, and then I went to Frisch. And they really instilled in me a lot for Israel. Who is this I, I, I must, and I'm so glad you mentioned both schools. I'm really glad you mentioned both schools because they deserve all this credit. Sure. And I'm glad to hear someone say that our yeshiva system in the tri-state area, or you said in the United States, is uh, actually 
you know, doing well in this area. Absolutely. I'm so glad to hear that. You have no idea. Um, so this is a uh, – so is it difficult to get into a program that ends up with a medical career through the Army? Like what, oh, what yeah. Was, it is very hard. It has been a whirlwind of the past uh, six months. I had to take the psychometry first, and then after that, uh, take the Merkam, which is sort of the Israeli equivalent of the MCAT, but with less science content and more ethical content and yeah. lots of interviews, all in Hebrew. Um, Where did this take place? In Israel? All in Israel. I've been coming back and forth for the past six months quite a bit while finishing my degree as well. So what was today like? Did you have friends and relatives greet you or not? I did. I actually had nobody really drop me off in New York and pretty much everybody come here. So it was a little backward, but it was wonderful. And who was the first person you saw that you knew? The first person that I saw is my best friend from high school who hasn't officially made Aliyah yet, but he actually volunteered in the Army, and uh, oh, wow. he will be starting college here in the fall. So Unbelievable. You hang out with a good crowd. I'll I tell do. You I'm lucky. I have great people in my life. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, can you describe that feeling when you turn the corner and all of a sudden thousands of people are greeting the group and you know celebrating this whole accomplishment of yet another chartered flight? It's completely surreal. I haven't even begun to process it yet. I know that this will take me at least a week to replay everything in my head. Um, did you take any video or pictures as it was going on? My family did. Oh, so there's I'm, plenty of evidence. Absolutely, <laughs> which I will have to rewatch just to assure myself that this happened. But it has been such a long time coming, and I am on cloud nine. I just can't believe it. Yeah, you seem pretty happy. I can tell you that much. <laughs> As sad as I am that I'm not staying, that's how happy you are that you'll be staying forever at this point. I'll be keeping my fingers crossed that we bring you over, too. I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) If there's one thing the last two days have done, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Rabbi Fast claims he did not put you up to that, that you you said that independently. If you need a good doctor in Israel, give me me a few years. Now we're talking. Um, well, Jesse Oppenheimer, Leonia, New Jersey. Obviously, Leonia has some amazing products, and you're one of them. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, Kolakavod to you. And please, you mentioned to me that you heard of and uh, were well aware of JM and the AM. Please, sure. keep it on your computer, even in the city of Jerusalem. A little piece of home, absolutely. I'm begging you. Thank you so much. Jesse Thank Oppenheimer, you. mazel tov to you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Unbelievable. Well, there you have it, folks. Some of the great people that we've met today. Uh, you get a taste of it um, uh, by hearing them on the radio, and what an incredible and amazing group of people they are. We have one more interview, which we're going to do with the Raps family that happened on the plane. We'll do that uh, after the next election here at JM in the AM, and uh, then we'll start to wrap things up on a very special Tuesday edition live from Ben Gurion Airport. <laughs>
can hear my mama calling me, hear my mama calling, come back, come back to me now, I can hear my mama calling me, hear my mama calling me back, calling me back, way, way down the road, that never is, of course, done by the Maccabees. Well, earlier, the Raps family, Dove and Debbie, who are on the flight, and we know for a long, long time, uh, their four boys are already in Israel, and they and their daughter were on the flight today, going with Nefesh Benefesh to the Holy Land. We had a chance to speak with them on the flight. Here is what it sounded like at JM in the AM. All right, we're here with uh, parents of Jewish heroes, Debbie and Dove Raps, and now Jewish heroes themselves who are very well known in the Teaneck, Bergen County area and the greater Jewish community. And now they've decided with their daughter to join their sons in Israel. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Boy, it's nice to see you in this venue. Pretty amazing. So how did this all materialize? I know, and so many people in the Bergen County area and beyond know, that you have children who've spent a lot of time in the Holy Land already, thank God, including in the Israeli army. But obviously your own process of Aliyah had to start somewhere. Where did it begin? began a long time ago. 
uh, I'd say around 32 years ago when we first got married. And we always talked about making Aliyah. Time was never right, and uh, our kids set the example for us, and we're following them. Was any of this a surprise to you when your oldest, for instance, decided to go to the army, spend more time in Israel, eventually move there? Did it come as a shock, or it was sort of natural? Uh, I think it was a shock that he wanted to go, but then again, we were not that surprised. He always displayed a love for the land of Israel, and after he made his decision, he wrote us this really, wrote this really beautiful letter while he was in uh, while he was in yeshiva, saying why reasons why he wanted to go. And we couldn't, we wouldn't say no. We told him he has to live his life and do what he wanted. But we found that after his friend said, "Oh yeah, Moshe was thinking about that for years. Since he went to Machach, he was already planning on going into the army and making Aliyah." So we're very happy, very, very nervous and frightened. And uh, we made sure he told, didn't tell us much about what he was doing, so that we could sleep some nights. I guess that's the secret. And finally, Debbie, let me ask you the big question. Are the boys in Israel happy that you're moving to Israel, or would they prefer if you didn't? Of course they're happy. Yeah, they're thrilled. They're very excited. Well, you must have a great relationship with them, because obviously they're looking forward to greeting their parents. We're even moving, you know, a couple blocks away from our newlywed our newlywed children, Svi and Chaya, and they're very excited about it. Well, fantastic. And, and will all of them be meeting you at the airport? Uh, except for them, because they're on their honeymoon. <laughs> but uh, three out of the four, yeah. And our daughter and our grandson. And my sister, who's been living in Israel since 1968. Oh, boy, big crowd's going to be there. Dove, you wanted to say? I was going to say that not only are they happy that we're coming, but the Skippy Peanut Butter Company is also very happy. <laughs> I can imagine the Raps family getting ready to land in Israel as we speak to them on the actual Nefesh Bedefesh plane here at JM in the AM. city, known for its beauty, splendor, and grace. Come, let us find the words to describe her. She is not like, not like any other place. Sages speaking the wisdom Where of all. else in this world can you find a wall? Whenever you touch it, it touches you. 
reach for its stones They're moist with the tears Of our hopes and our dreams That we know will soon come true Yerushalayim, the place to live Yerushalayim, Harim Savi Yerushalayim, Yishel Shalom Yerushalayim, we're going home Yerushalayim, the sky so blue Yerushalayim, Yishel Shalom To shul as the siren invites the queen. Shabbos has come, bringing peace to each home. The city's at rest, the feeling is so
J.M. and the A.M. on a uh, historic day for us, that's for sure. Uh, wrapping up a, a radio show done on the heels of an incredible Nefesh Benefesh flight, the 50th charter flight. I want to thank Miriam L. Wallach uh, for all of her help and all of her uh, producing of today's show and our entire week from Israel. I want to thank PC Guy, who again insisted he could fix your computer from anywhere around the world. Anywhere. Uh, write to uh, the PC Guy at the following web address, thepcguy.co.il, thepcguy.co.il. Big thank you to ZK on the spot in Ben Gurion Airport, and, of course, to Stan in our studio for all the incredible work and making sure that we are on the air. It's much appreciated. We'll be uh, live at Yeshiva Shalvim tomorrow starting at 1 p.m. Israel time, 6 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in as we do that. And uh, then on Thursday, we are live at our Mayor Bracha. Our appearance at Shalavim for Women, which is going to happen Wednesday afternoon, will be on the stream on Thursday, starting at 12 noon with That's Life, excuse me, with the live lunch, and then 2 p.m. with That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. I want to thank our friends at Talk and Save for keeping us connected back to the USA, talkletterandsave.net, talkletterandsave.net. I want to thank Menasha Sofer for, again, helping us coordinate our inland travel here in Israel. Thank you to Menasha Sofer, who's always helping us out on that end. It's much appreciated. And a big thank you to uh, Rabbi Yigal Siegel for all of his help in preparation for this trip. And uh, everybody uh, everybody out there who has been quite an inspiration. That includes over 330 Olim here in Israel. Uh, what better way to wrap things up than with a classic from Naomi Shemer. This is JM in the AM. Shut
No truer words have been said. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WNYX Montgomery, 91.9 FM up in Rockland County, around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. 
And that will wrap up an amazing journey with Nefesh Benefesh over two days. Kolakavod, Nefesh Benefesh. Kolakavod. An amazing two days that started at Kennedy Airport, included the most inspiring flight, uh, continued with the most uh, unbelievable reception and celebration here at Ben Gurion Airport, and wraps up with our three-hour broadcast from the official Nefesh Benefesh ceremony in Ben Gurion Airport. Tomorrow we are live at Yeshivat Shalvin. Make sure to join us at JM in the AM. Nefesh Benefesh information at nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. If you are inspired to make the move by listening to these broadcasts, call 8664-ALIYAH or nbn.org.il. Till tomorrow when we speak with you from Shalvim, it's Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.